It's great to have you joining us on Radio Free Georgia's In Tune to Nature program. I'm host Carrie Freeman coming to you from Atlanta in December of 2022. Today, we're going to be talking about what it would mean to transition to clean, renewable energy. We're going to use my state of Georgia as the example. For energy independence and less pollution and less greenhouse gas emissions, we know we need to move away from dependence on fossil fuels. But what would a green energy future look like? Can it be 100%? And what would the new energy mix be in Georgia? How feasible is that clean energy transition? And how can we get the political will to make these massive infrastructure changes happen? To discuss this, our guest is Neil Sardana, Beyond Coal representative from the Georgia chapter of the Sierra Club. Started over 35 years ago, the Sierra Club Georgia chapter is comprised of more than 75,000 members and supporters. Inspired by nature, they work together to protect our communities and the planet. They have a robust outdoors program and have active committees working on forest and coastal protection, public transit expansion, and clean energy. They are a chapter of the National Sierra Club, which is America's oldest, largest, and most influential grassroots environmental organization. Their clean energy website is sierraclub.org slash Georgia slash beyond coal. And their Instagram is at GA Beyond Coal, at GA Beyond Coal. Our guest, Neil Sardana, is the organizing representative for the Beyond Coal campaign at the Sierra Club Georgia. He's been dedicated to fighting for human rights and social and economic justice for over 15 years. For example, previously, Neil worked to start Atlanta Jobs with Justice, a coalition dedicated to bringing labor and community organizations together to win living wages for working people defend worker rights, and promote economic justice in Metro Atlanta. He received a Bachelor's of Science in Psychology and Physiology from Michigan State University, as well as a Master's of Public Health and a Master's of Public Policy from the University of Michigan. Neil's goal is to bring communities together to not only take on the challenges of stopping climate change and protecting our planet, but to also transition our economies towards good green jobs and clean renewable energy. Welcome, Neil. Uh, thanks for having me, Carrie. Glad to be here. Well, before we get into what a clean energy future would comprise, can you tell us how Georgia currently gets its energy needs met, like with what mix of coal or nuclear or gas versus renewable sources? Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, we have um, <clears throat> in our state uh, somewhat of a diversity of energy sources in, uh, you know, across the state of Georgia. And uh, Georgia Power being the 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 main monopoly energy provider, uh, you know they've essentially diversified their um, energy portfolio to include a significant amount of coal, uh, fracked gas, nuclear and nuclear power. Um, however, we're seeing uh, a sig- you know significant upsurge in renewables and and in Georgia. We, you know, we're in one of the Sunbelt states, so solar is really our primary re- renewable for the state of Georgia, and that that's one we're seeing growing pretty significantly in the state of Georgia. And and so, um, you know, the the problem though is that as you know, the the entire nation is retiring coal plants and transitioning away from uh, you know, dirty coal power. 
Um, our state is, you know, has been doing some of that, but there are some of the largest coal plants in the entire nation based here, which are still operating and still, you know, essentially polluting our air and, and water. Um, and that we're still over relying on them for electricity for the state of Georgia. And like, would you say, is it coal or is it the, is natural gas the main, like the largest source? Are those the two largest sources? Uh, so coal has started to go down like it used to be by far and wide the largest source of electricity not only here in Georgia but across the country um, we used to have I think 13 different coal plants across the state um, now we're down to only two coal plants that are actively operating um, but these are two of the largest coal plants in the entire nation at one point. Uh, so, and they're called plant share, which is based in Juliet, Georgia near Macon. Um, and that one at one point was the largest point of single carbon emissions in the entire country. Cause oh it's the biggest coal plant. And then the other one is called plant Bowen. And this this coal plant, just um, based on different metrics, is either the third or fourth largest coal plant in the entire nation. Um, you know, and so many of the other coal plants in this state have been retired, um, but those two are still in operation. Um, however, you know, we've seen even um, even one unit. So, and they're split into units, and like this is like uh, um, you know a number of different like energy producing units. So even a part of plant share, which once was the largest coal plant in the country, has been shut down. And um, there are, you know, there is some plans, albeit too slow, you know, slow plans to, re you know, transition away from those coal plants. Um, and that's going to have, a, a, you know, huge impact on the shift in our um, energy portfolio. Um, unfortunately, that that shift away from coal is largely being shifted to gas, oh. which in, in many respects is actually even worse uh, for the climate um, because um, methane, if it's if it's not burnt and it's released into the air, um, that can have up to an you know eighty times more potent effect mm -hmm. upon our um, upon our atmosphere when it comes to warming the atmosphere. Um, so so there are you know so gas has been seen as slightly cleaner than coal but when it comes to uh you know greenhouse related effects it can actually make the situation much worse and we're not fracking in the state of georgia right but it's the i know there's fracking in lots of other uh states um yeah. that we import i guess <clears throat> the the natural gas that's that's right. Yeah. And so um, so much of this uh, fracked gas is coming in from, you know, other states where there have, you know, there's just much um, more uh, gas fields to be, you know, drawing that that gas from. Um, and, you know, that has devastated many of those communities. Oh, and absolutely. obviously it's being shipped to here via these like massive pipelines. And we know those experience leaks and failures yeah. and spills. Yeah. Nobody um, wants gas lines coming through their area. Yeah, no, not at all. It's a huge threat to our land and to our water. Yeah. And, and then, but, but then this also, you know, it means that we're, we're taking money from Georgia and sending it out of state right. um, so almost basically virtually all fossil fuels whether it's coal or gas is being brought in from 
other parts from the country and that that leads to us drawing in these polluting types of uh, fuels into our state and so and so that it's wow. you know it, where where we have a much better alternative here and a natural advantage for the state of Georgia that we're not utilizing as much as we should be yeah now here's the million dollar question do we have the capacity to be an all green or an all renewable energy powered state in Georgia um, I think it's possible. I think it's possible in a lot of parts of the country, if not if not the world. The question is, you know, it, it's not going to be today or tomorrow. But right. the question is, you know, how do we get there? You know, this is we've been talking about the need to transition to clean energy for it seems like years now. Yes. And, um, you know, like, like I said before, Georgia, it, we live. This is a sunbelt state. So the sun is a natural advantage of of our state. You know, we have probably some of the most sunny days in in the calendar year compared to any other state in the country. And if if we're not utilizing that, we're we're essentially putting our state's natural advantage on the shelf. And, th and that's not good for us. And that's not good for our economy. So, you know, certainly, you know, you know, George, you know, there are certain states that have a lot of wind energy. You know, we're not one of them, um, but we have a lot of solar potential and we should we should be using uh, using it to the absolute maximum capacity. And what do you think that mix of clean energy sources would be to like replace the the natural gas and the coal uh, or nuclear? Like in terms of what percentage do you think would it be solar, wind? I don't know if hydro counts as um, if you count that as, you know, renewable or clean or mm -hmm. what do you think maybe the ideal mix would be in Georgia, like in a in kind of a pie chart? Yeah, it's. It's hard to say right now because like we don't have the solar capacity to cover the entire state with with clean energy as of like today. Right. Um, but I think what we could be doing is, you know, just like putting up as much solar as possible, particularly on rooftops yeah. and, you know, parking lots and like places where it's just like open, open area that's just receiving massive amounts of sun, you know, that that is an opportunity that we could be exploring much more significantly. And if you think about it, you know, we don't pay a dime for the sun to shine. So yeah. like, you know, we should be using that as much as possible. And so, and, and if we were to employ a massive, you know, expansion of solar in the state of Georgia, you know, right now, our, our electricity is most expensive during peak hours. And those are usually your typical like working hours, you know, like nine to five or nine to, you know, and then, you know, the like sun is people, shining. Yeah. And then when people come home and turn on their lights and like, and their appliances and whatnot too. So like a little bit like right after, you know, particularly when people show up back home at, from work as well. Um, but yeah, that's the, those are times that we could be utilizing solar as a much cheaper alternative to be uh, providing electricity folks during the daytime. And then as much as possible, you know, putting up, um, you know, battery storage across the state to be capturing some of that excess solar that's being produced to help us cover some of that, um, some of that power use into the nighttime when the sun's not shining. And then, you know, in and then ideally, you know, we would, 
you know, ramp up that number of bat, you know, that battery storage. And there's also new alternative forms of, of storage that are coming out every day as well, so that we could, you know, transition as much of that nighttime power eventually to full clean energy as well. And, and you know, um, I think nuclear, it, while it's not a great solution, you know, we shouldn't be shutting down those plants just to open up, you know, gas or coal plants. Um, so utilizing some of that nuclear that's already in existence to also help cover some of that that time frame in which we can't be, um, you know, uh, producing electricity in the evening times is also an I <clears throat> ideal use of like what existing uh, resources we have. And so it, are there some places we could do wind, like, I don't know, in the mountains, or sometimes I hear people talking about putting uh, wind turbines off the coast or something? So, yeah, so off, off, offshore wind, um, it, or so, yeah, so having the, the wind basically off the coast is probably the best potential use of wind in the state of Georgia. You know, we do have some coastline, so some of that would be useful to, to consider. I don't believe that we've employed that that opportunity just yet and then there are newer forms of wind turbines that are called tall wind um, we haven't experimented with this in our state but it could be an additional solution to add wind into the mix and, and what those are, are they're just like much larger much taller uh, wind turbines that could potentially capture air currents higher in wow. the atmosphere um, so that stuff needs to still be you know experimented on explored you know piloted to see if that's a viable alternative and we're also seeing all sorts of new types of um, options as well including like geothermal energy and um, tidal wave energy there there's there's there are still significant new opportunities down the line that the state of Georgia, if not employing it should at least be like considering piloting and experimenting with just as an opportunity to, you know, create more jobs in our state and look for additional solutions. Cause we know there's even more solutions beyond solar and wind and, and hydro. And I, I do believe we do have some hydro. It is in very small amounts, um, but yeah, just using all the resources we have to, to transition off of these dirty fossil fuels is absolutely what we need to be doing. Yeah. If you're just joining us on Radio Free Georgia, this is In Tune to Nature, and I'm host Carrie Freeman. It's the end of 2022, and we're discussing how to transition to an all-clean energy future in Georgia with Neil Sardana, the organizing representative for the Beyond Coal campaign at Sierra Club's Georgia chapter. Their website is sierraclub.org slash Georgia slash Beyond Coal. Their Instagram account is at GA Beyond Coal or nationally, it's just at Beyond Coal. Neil, how feasible is this transition to clean renewable energy in Georgia in terms of making it happen? Can you tell us um, Sierra Club's plan or roadmap to become a clean energy state? And I'm, cause I'm thinking of like the political will and the infrastructure and like, um, cause yeah. And we talked, you mentioned that, you know the technology is constantly improving. And so we don't, always know what it will be we know it's coming but we don't but it's more i think in georgia especially because it's a republican state and so there isn't hasn't traditionally been a lot of um environmentalism hasn't been a push in our legislature 
And also there's some climate denial among some people, you know, um, it, some Republican leaders. So I feel like that's an obstacle, you know, in terms of making it happen. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I think the, you know, uh, the winds are shifting, so to speak, in the state of Georgia, and we're seeing a much more bipartisan approach to not only clean energy, but also green jobs in the state. Like there's been massive amounts of investment and interest in, you know, bringing battery, you know, battery manufacturers to the state of Georgia, bringing, um, uh, you know, electric vehicle manufacturing to the state of Georgia. And and I think those are like really great opportunities. And like, it's a, it's definitely a starting point for shifting our economy in the right direction. And like, you know, Georgia's looking like one of those places that could really be a leader in this area. It's just, it, it's just, there's certain, there's certain, um, you know, actors, you know, either politicians or corporations that are holding us back though. Right. So while we see some progress, we also see quite a bit of of resistance as well. And I'll say the probably the number one reason that we're not moving as as fast as we can is is the is Georgia Power, our you know our massive uh, for profit corporate utility monopoly in the state of Georgia. Um, they definitely have quite a bit of power not only in terms of you know producing this essential service to to everyday Georgians that is electricity um, but they have a significant amount of influence over the state legislature and and the Georgia Public Service Commission who are the regulators of 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 Georgia power as well so that they've Georgia power has amassed a great deal of wealth and control and power and they're largely you know making happen, in this state, what they would like to happen in terms of our energy infrastructure. Um, but it really takes us as citizens to, to stand up to Georgia Power and, and to fight for a, a public service commission that will actually represent the interests and needs of, of working people in the state of Georgia as well. You know, the public service commission is not elected by Georgia Power. It's not selected by the governor. It's not, you know, it's not decided on by... Uh, the state legislature is decided on by, you know, by every, uh, by, you know, every voter in the state of Georgia. And so that's an, an absolutely essential um, role that we need to be having much stronger representation in. And, you know, there will be two of those seats up for election uh, next year. So Georgians will, will likely have the opportunity to have their say in who are two of the five commissioners in the Georgia um, Public Service Commission next year, and and they do they do everything from setting the rates that we pay to Georgia Power to deciding exactly what types of energy Georgia Power is is, is uh, bringing onto the grid. So they play such wow. an immense key role in this process. And if we really care about the climate and our economy, and you know you know surviving what could be a you know, a, a significant, you know, problem of climate change, we need to really be paying attention to that commission and, and making sure that we're holding them accountable. Right. I love what, I love how you, you explained all that to us, because I think most of us maybe have never heard of the public service commission, or it sounds boring. Like what's yeah. that? 
And so, but it's really like, especially for all these, um, all the youth and Gen Z who are really into the climate, it's like, they need to know the term public service commissioner, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, they that should sounds know like every... that's the person who has control over, well, the most control over Georgia power. And because it's hard to have that much control with Georgia power itself as yeah. a utility company. But if we can get some um, environmentally conscious and progressive people on the in the in the um, public service commissioner seats, then that's what we need to make this clean energy transition. Yeah, definitely. Like the public service commission, due to its unwillingness to like regulate Georgia power to the interests of the people of Georgia, you know, there a lot of people think if we transition to solar in Georgia, we're gonna have to pay a ton of money. It's actually not true. It would actually save us massive amounts of, of money. Um, we're actually seeing right now the potential for, for Georgia Power. You know, Georgia Power is planning to try to raise our rates by 45% over the oh next gosh. year. It's like a staggering yeah. amount. And a significant amount of that increase is due to either the Public Service Commission let, you know, letting Georgia Power get away with just raising their rates uncontrollably or the Georgia Public Service Commission refusing to to push Georgia power to transition to this much more affordable, much cleaner, much, you know, um, you know, much more advantageous to the state of, of Georgia's, you know, uh, a use of solar power. Solar now is the cheapest form of energy in the entire country, particularly when it's employed on a utility scale. You, uh, and that means having larger solar fields um, throughout the state. And if we were to employ that in a signal, you know, and, and push Georgia power to, to employ that form of power, we could be lowering people's rates pretty significantly. But because they've you know, both the company and the, the commission have refused to do that. Now we're looking at these staggering uh, rate increases. While, while at the same time, you know, a lot of people have been complaining about, about um, inflation, prices going up, right. bills going up. And, and, you know, what is our commission doing? They're just allowing the same thing while blaming, you know, their other parity or whatnot for inflation. So yeah, I think it's time, I think, People are ready to like have a, a you yeah. know not only clean energy but to be able to afford, uh, you know to be able to afford their bills. Like we know Georgia Power's bills are already outrageous, and it's only because we actually haven't done this transition as much as we should have. Well, Neil, for listeners who are interested in getting involved with the Beyond Coal campaign in Georgia or a, a transition to clean energy, what could they do to support it? Although we only have like one minute left. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be, uh, you know, essentially trying to hold Georgia Power and the Public Service Commission accountable, not only for their slow transition to clean energy, but also now very much focusing on these rate increases. Um, the first of which is happening, um, the first uh, proposal is going to be decided on for this rate increase uh, on December 20th. And so we're going to be taking action at the PSC, encouraging folks to um, send comments to the Public Service Commission, and folks can go to our website, sierraclub.org slash Georgia, and you can look for a little image that says, don't let Georgia Power raise your bill. Um, so we're, you know, just the first um, proposal is going to be voted on December 20th. So if folks are able to, you know, 
uh, send comments into the Public Service Commission, calling on them to not raise our rates and transition to affordable clean energy. That would be amazing. And um, we'll also be at the Public Service Commission on uh, Thursday, December 15th at 9.30 a.m. Downtown is across from Atlanta City Hall next to the Georgia Capitol where folks can join uh, can join us and 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 make a public comment against these rate increases and and call for more clean energy. Thank you, Neil. And so uh, again, people that's uh, the website is sierraclub.org slash Georgia. And that's so right. that's I think that's a great place for people to go uh, for this first public comment se session, but then just to follow you guys um, through all the things that you're doing so we can be active um, and get the, get the updates from you um, for the kinds of ways we can participate. So, so well, thank you so much. Uh, that's the end of our show, but I want to thank you, Neil Sardana, for being with us on Radio Free Georgia's In Tune to Nature program. Thanks for the work you do with the Sierra Club to mitigate the climate crisis and move us away from polluting fossil fuels while promoting environmental justice and green jobs. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate the chance to speak with you. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to In Tune to Nature, broadcasting every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, online at wrfg.org and on Atlanta radio station 89.3 FM. We post action items, news, and podcasts on the show's website, facebook.com slash to nature. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of WRFG, its board staff, or volunteers. I'm one of those volunteers. I'm host Carrie Freeman asking you to please support independent, non-commercial media like Radio Free Georgia. And remember to take care of yourself and others, including other species. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>